This is Leisha Holmes of Key Recruitment, and I'm thrilled to be joined by my next guest. This is Sonia Bakar, who is representing Baltic Apprenticeships. Hello to you today, Sonia. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Thanks for having me on, Leisha. Really well, very welcome. I'm absolutely thrilled that you're on today because this is a subject I'm really, really passionate about because my pre-recruitment life, which we're going back over 22 years ago, I actually hired two apprentices myself and got them through okay. MVQ level two and three, which I was only in my early 20s myself. So it's something that I've always been really passionate about. Yeah. And I've invited you on today because I want us to talk about how this could potentially be a, a really fantastic strategy for our audience, which is recruitment leaders. So for those yeah. who aren't familiar with your business or for what you actually do, can you give us an overview of why we're having this conversation today? Yeah, of course, totally. So I work for a company called Baltic Apprenticeships, um, and we are specialists in tech and marketing apprenticeships um, all across the UK. Um, me personally, um, I work as Employer Engagement Manager for Manchester. Uh, so I look after the Manchester region, partner with companies very closely and help them um, bring in apprentices and, and educate them uh, in what an apprentice is and how they may be useful to their company. Um, quite interesting with what you said about your kind of relationship with apprenticeships a few years back. I myself did an apprenticeship seven, eight years ago um, in business admin. Um, so I've seen it from both sides, you know, A as a candidate and now um, you know, working with companies to bring in apprentices. So I've got first-hand experience of how valuable an apprentice can be. And, and for me, you know, it kickstarted my career. So it's been amazing for me. Yeah, perfect person to give the sort of testimonial of why companies should consider it. And of course, in between, sandwiched in between the two is the fact that you've had a, a very successful recruitment career in tech. Yeah, so I've um, done recruitment for five years. Uh, across a variety of industries. So I started off being a generalist recruiter. So I did everything from kind of office recruitment to warehouse placements, the whole lot. And then more recently, I specialized in tech recruitment. So um, I started off working for a tech agency uh, in Warrington, uh, placing developers across all levels from grads up to dev managers and, and C-suite level people. Um, and then moved internally to work for a RPA company uh, in Warrington as well, where I led all their tech recruitment for them, um, hand in hand with with Baltic. And one thing I love about Baltic actually is we people that we hire are people that have a genuine interest in tech. So we understand your company, we understand the market, and we know what you want for your your company and what you need out of your apprentices. And you're definitely somebody that, because you've literally done the whole 360, haven't you? You've got the whole yeah. there and of someone who's, um, you know, clearly very passionate. And that's why I wanted to invite you on today, because I think it's something that, you know, the government have obviously got a lot of incentives out there. Let's talk, we'll talk about that as well. So yeah. talk to me and talk to the audience about, you know, if I was sat here listening now as, a, as an employer, why would I potentially consider employing an apprentice? What are the advantages? How long have you got, Leash? <laughs> There's quite a few. Um, so as the main one being you are literally growing your own talent bottom up so you know it's a great story to tell you know you're showcasing how you develop your own staff um, it's a great story to tell and it's you know a great thing to do for your own business second one is uh, a lot of times that these apprentices join um, they are people that have very limited experience in the world of work some people might see that as a negative but the positive to that is you're in a position to really shape them and you think is best practice you know what you want for an apprentice in your company um it's a really cost effective way to grow your team so you know if you're thinking right we need to grow our team but we physically can't afford to pay 
X amount of recruitment fees or the salaries, well, this is a great way to do it. It's cost effective. Um, and when we hire apprentices anyway, we make sure they all have a minimum grade requirement. Um, so for example, if it was software development, they'd have to have a C in their GCSE maths. Um, if it was marketing, the same for English. Okay. Um, we make sure they have the foundation knowledge that they need um, and then we train them on the rest. Um, and there's government grants in place, as you've already mentioned. So that's a huge incentive for companies at the moment. Um, you know, you could be eligible for up to three grand for just hiring an apprentice, um, which shouldn't be your main reason for hiring an apprentice, but it's a great benefit. Yeah. Um, and the last one I'd say is a great way to give back. Um, you've got many people, especially in the climate we're in at the moment, who need work. Um, are looking to you know reskill your people who have been put on furlough and have a chance to sit down and think actually do I want to do something different and this is to give back help people that we know you know need that help and introduce them to the world of work yeah there, ha there has been there's been quite a lot of um sort of infographics where it's it is that sort of 16 to 24 year year, year sort of demographic age group that is probably the most impact in terms of future employment. So I think that that's where, again, if we look ahead, that's where apprenticeship schemes are going to be the sort of lifeblood of the country once more, which I think they probably were maybe 50, 60 years ago, which is incredible yeah. how it kind of turned around. Well, I mean, those are really distinct advantages. And I'm, I'm sat here now as an employee thinking, well, you know, why on earth wouldn't you hire an, an, an apprentice in? And I know this isn't something that we've necessarily talked about off air yet, but I mean, given that, you know, we're heading into a second lockdown, um, there are still going to be, some companies that aren't able to offer um, fully remote working. How, how has that impacted the apprenticeship schemes? Are people being able to work from home on these schemes? What's the support available? Yeah, so the great thing about Baltic is that all of our training is done digitally and oh. pretty much always done it digitally. So we use some right. classrooms, um, which is like an online classroom via Adobe Connect, which the apprentice will log on to and get all their training done online. Um, now, without blowing our own trumpets too much, we've done this forever. So when you've got some apprenticeship companies that are really trying to kind of, you know, chop, chop, yeah, we've all done it. Right. It's, it's tested. We know what we're doing, and our clients love it. Absolutely love it. Um, so back when the first lockdown was in place, you know, we could say to our clients, "Oh my God, don't worry, we can carry on as we did do before." And that, was and actually, what we found as well is. You know, a lot of tech companies where you're hiring your software development apprentices, they're more comfortable sat in front of a laptop anyway. Yeah, of course. That's their, that's, this is their culture. That's what exactly. they do. Yeah. Exactly. So they're more interactive and it's all super interactive anyway. Um, so from our perspective, it doesn't impact anything at all. And I have the same feedback from my clients. So a lot of our clients are still up and going, still recruiting apprentices with the yes there are going to be remote and yes we're going to have to put extra provisions in place to make sure that we're all touching base very often and that everyone's kept in the loop yeah um, but we've done this before you know we did this last lockdown and we were successful and we yeah. were confident in saying we'll do it again do it again so actually it's not it's not anything that's out of your mindset already so i mean from you we talked about from an employer's perspective but what does the apprentice journey actually look like how long is the commitment for you know what do they get from doing it and then what's the guarantee at the end of it okay so um in terms of length of course and how long it'll kind of run for it varies course to course so most of our if not all of our level three courses are 12 month long apprenticeships yep 
and then a lot of our level fours are actually 18 months apprenticeships okay. and now one thing that we really pride ourselves on is our customer service so whether that's you know for our customers or our client uh, sorry our candidates or our clients we'll talk you through kind of the process as a whole and um, so the journey starts with an apprentice uh, apprentice actually applying for an apprenticeship now that could be on indeed the national apprenticeship service website our website wherever basically the apprentice is looking for a job for um, they'll then get a call from our recruitment team so we've got a you know bunch of people and their job is work with candidates and clients to make sure that it's a match you know work with candidates understand their needs as well and make sure it's all right and the the recruitment team will understand the background of the apprentice you know education where that in that sense can we, you know can they drive how are they going to get to work um, and explain the role but also explain kind of what the world of work is like because like i said to you before you know we're talking about 16 17 year olds that perhaps have never ever worked before and don't understand what's entailed in working and how does it all work yeah definitely exactly i mean i can say for myself i might be outing myself here but i remember when i first did my apprenticeship i was shocked that some holidays were a thing <laughs> so it's it's things like that right. um, that you know we make sure our apprentices understand Good. Once we get to that point, if the role is right for the candidate, you know, and after we've explained everything to them, explained the company and the culture, we then pass the application and CV over to the employers and um, we'll then look at the candidate, you know, with face that we've already vetted them, we can already confirm um, that we think they're right for the role, both culturally and in terms of what they've done in the past. Um, and then we'll go on to the interview process. If the role for whatever reason isn't right, we don't just drop the candidate like that. Um, you know, it is very much a case of, right, okay, you're working with us now, we will partner with you to make sure we find you something that is right. Um, and then we'll go out and, and find something right for the apprentice. Um, so let's say we get to the interview point. Um, interview is completely um, kind of dictated by the client. So should the client say, right, we're gonna do a two-stage interview process. First is gonna be telephone, second is gonna be face-to-face. -face. Great, we do that and we just work with the candidate to help prepare them and so they understand what to expect um, and in terms of the client as well to make sure that their process is efficient as, as it can be. Yep. Um, sometimes with apprenticeships, um, clients will say, right, can we do a work trial? I love it when clients say that, that is brilliant um, because not only is it great for the client because they get a chance to see, you know, is this the right kind of person for us, but also for the apprentice. Totally agree. Um, yeah. Because they get to go in, no, you know, they get to commute and actually see, is this commute right for me? Yeah, sit in the office and actually, well, maybe not now, but previously, sit in the office and, and make sure the culture's right for them. Um, it's a trap before you buy, isn't it? I, I've, ironically, I've actually often recommended this to, I mean, obviously non-apprentices, because if there's any slight caution from either party, it just means that there's no risk of a, of a rebate. Of somebody not exactly. wanting to take it, so I just think it's a very good opportunity for, like you said, these these are these are young people that haven't necessarily been in an office environment before, or, or whatever the environment is. Just have a go and have a look, see what the commute's like, see what you think, you know. And um, exactly, and it's all one thing, you know. Our recruitment team say this is a great company to work for, and all this and that. Yeah. I don't say it if it's you know if it's true, oh. but there's another thing: an apprentice going and feeling that themselves. You know, I can, it's my own personal experience, and I. I would never, for example, accept a role until I've gone and sat in an office or, you no. know, spoken to my colleagues because 
you get so much out of that. Yeah, we do a work trial, which works brilliantly. At that point, let's say everything's gone amazingly and they want to offer, brilliant. So at that point, our admissions team send out um, an induction slot. So yeah, they'll do that. And an account manager is assigned to our client to ensure that everything runs smoothly, both with um, our candidate and with the client as well, so that everyone's happy, everything's ticked away as we'd expect. At that point, our coordinators and arrange a training schedule. So right from the offset, you get a year's plan of exactly when your training's gonna be, who's gonna do it, what's gonna be covered, and that is sent to both uh, the company and the candidate. Good. If that needs to be amended, for example, someone's on annual leave, we'll amend it at that point. Um, but it just means you can plan out your year because I'm very aware, as you know, the business is very aware that these apprentices, yes, they're apprentices, but they are working for a company. Yes, of course. Yeah. So they fit into that business's strategy, budget, you know, they need to understand what the implications are. And actually, it takes away any sort of reservation about is this apprentice going to take my time? Well, exactly. That's the one, and that's the one thing that has really come from listening to all of that. I, I think it's um, quite a, a, a good thing that you've done that to ensure that both parties yeah. are fully aware of what the expectation is going to be on both sides. I mean, and that's something that we're dead passionate about from the offset, even from when I speak to a client right at the beginning of the process, yeah. you know, it's so transparent with, you know, how much time is this going to take, you know, yeah. how much handholding will you need to do, and all of this because, you know, purely from a duty of care perspective, I would hate for an apprentice to get into a company, go through half the process, and it not work out because oh. I've been very clear about something. Absolutely, because they're just going to feel left high and dry, aren't they? they? I think that's very reassuring to anybody that's listening yeah. to this, that those, I think, are the two potential stumbling blocks of why someone might yeah. think this isn't going to be the right route for me. So if I was listening now thinking, right, this is definitely something that I should consider, what would your top tips be for anyone that is about to start an apprentice in their business? Talk to me. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Yeah, pick up the phone and speak to me like, I think a lot of times people say, oh, you know, we could hire an apprentice to be like thoughts of it, the idea of it, but you know, don't know how it really works. And a lot of the time, that is all it is. People just don't do it because they don't really understand it. Yeah. Um, so I would say pick up the phone, have a chat with me or anyone at Baltic, um, and we'll happily kind of explain to you what all the whole scheme is about. Um, make sure you understand that there is going to be an element of hand-holding to start with, um, you know, you know, these people don't have a lot of experience, so just make sure you're happy to do that. Um, and my last one would probably be focus on someone's personality and their potential over the skills they have right now, because we can teach you skills. You know, we, we can teach that bit. But someone being motivated and passionate, we can't drill that into somebody. No, definitely, um, definitely not. That it's all about attitude, isn't it? Attitude and mindset. Very, very useful. Well, I'm, I have no doubt that even if there's one person that's listened to this, they will, they will want to know more because I do think that yeah. ironically, even though we've obviously gone through, you know, a, a huge sort of recession and pandemic, actually the fight for talent is greater than ever. So I think this is opening up other avenues for our audience to consider. Uh, and if it helps young people as a mum to two, um, two young people might be future there you go future candidates for yourself 
Um, yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. It's been really useful and insightful. And we'll share all the links on our social media channels. Thank you for joining us today, Sonia. Amazing. Thank you.